You are listening to Lighthearted Leadership, Season 2, Episode Number 1. Fortune 100 Coaches presents Lighthearted Leadership with Dr. Lizette Warner. I'm Lizette Warner, your host for Lighthearted Leadership. On today's episode, we are talking about women. Women are leaving the workplace in high numbers. Truth be told, all people are leaving the workforce in high numbers. Case studies. Folks, there will be case studies of what we are seeing happening right now in the workplace. We're going to explore this this great resignation in detail. You know, I watched a documentary about the great resignation and it was eye-opening. It confirms what I've been seeing in my own coaching practice. On lighthearted leadership, this isn't a lighthearted topic. And as you guys know, sometimes I dive head into non-lighthearted topics and people leaving in droves. It's not a lighthearted topic, but it's so preventable. Women are deeply affected and it's having ripple effects. I should say it will have ripple effects, but it's having ripple effects now. Companies that don't respond, they're going to be left behind in the dust. Never before have there been so many new growing companies edging out legacy companies in the Fortune 100 and 500 lists. We are seeing high turnover of legacy companies that were traditionally seen as high performing companies. And I think there's a case to be made about this being tied to workplace culture. So let's talk about that. Hello, my lighthearted friends. Thank you for joining us here on Lighthearted Leadership 2022. 2022 is going to be the year of the woman leader. I am proclaiming it now. Not just the year, the decade, the century of women leaders. According to the historical trends, or the historical records, at least, Fortune 100 and Fortune 500 companies, I talked about it in the opening, they're seeing turnover, and and not just employment turnovers. We're seeing 30 to 50% turnover in the companies that are listed on the Fortune 100 and 500 lists. So those numbers, you know, I don't know, maybe it's accurate for attrition as well, but the ones who have traditionally been on the Fortune 100 and Fortune 500 lists, legacy companies are getting edged out by more agile, innovative companies. Now, what does that have to do with women? Actually, quite a lot. So companies with a diversity of thought, the research is in, and it says they are more profitable. It says a lot of things, actually. But one of the things is that they're more profitable. And did you know, for all of the advances that women have made, because there have been a significant number of them in the past century, we only make up a little over 10% in the highest levels of organizations. Did you know that? So what's worse is that the rate that women rise into leadership, it's, maybe it's rising, but it's, it's a decrease if you compare it to their male counterparts. The rate of women leaving the workplace is also on the rise 
And I'm afraid that's going to spell doom for many Fortune 100 and 500 companies. Don't lose hope, folks. Today, we're going to break this down. And if you're a woman, there is hope. So don't get frustrated. But first, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Welcome, my friends. As part of my host duties here on Lighthearted Leadership, I dole out some insights. Today, those insights will be in the space around high-performing cultures and women. I am a data-driven coach, so I'm going to present you the data. Now, how are high-performing cultures and women related? Well, stick around. We're going to talk about it. And feel free to take away or to ignore anything I present here for you. If you take anything away, the education wing of this show urges me to tell you to exercise new skills responsibly. Oh, and big news here for lighthearted leadership As you know, or as you're about to learn, Lighthearted Leadership is this podcast your ears are drinking in at the moment, and it's been sponsored historically by Optimum Vobis, an executive coaching company. I am happy, you probably picked up from the opening, I'm super happy to announce that this show has been picked up by Fortune 100 Coaches. Let me, allow me just a moment to share with you about Fortune 100 Coaches. I love this organization. Fortune 100 Coaches handpicks high-performing ICF, that's International Coaching Federation and European um, Mentoring and Coaching Credentialed Coaches, EMCC, to coach high-performing individuals and organizations. Now, there are a lot of coaching companies out there, and many of them take I'm sorry to say, warm bodies to coach their clients. These same coaching companies charge their clients five times or more what they pay their coaches. And these same coaches are required to push the company's products on to their coaching clients. As a coach, that sickens me because there's a lot of riffraff out there calling themselves coaches, going for a weekend coaching certification. (laughs) Man, the ICF, so the International Coaching Federation, it's It's a feat to get certified. It's a lot of work, a lot of ongoing um, credentialing and learning. So, as I said, many of those coaching companies may use coaches that lack certification. And I said, you know, that's not an easy feat to get certification. So how is an organization, how are you to know that you've partnered with a high-performing coach or a high-performing coaching company? Well, that's where Fortune 100 Coaches comes to change all of that. They not only have ICF or EMCC certified coaches, the coaches have to be exceptional in their own right to be invited into the Fortune 100 Coaches practice. Fortune 100 Coaches uses best-in-class approaches and assessments, which means for clients, your coach is free to recommend an assessment or a 360 that fits you best you, the client, not one that's demanded by the company. So Fortune 100 coaches treat their coaches as part of the practice. Each coach has access to a number of training and development as part of their membership. That's what sets Fortune 100 coaches apart from the rest of the pack. High-performing coaches for high-performing individuals and organizations. What's more, it's a women's-led company. They specialize in coaching the whole person for wellness, work, and leadership development. So schedule your call with a Fortune 100 coach today at coach at fortune100coaches.com. 
if you're interested to talk to a high performing coach, reach out to them. So now the reason I led with this is because first off, I'm so proud to announce that I'm a Fortune 100 certified elite partner coach. But back to innovative companies, because I want to talk about that for a little bit. These innovative companies are thriving. And the role that women leaders play in these companies is part of the reason why they're thriving. The landscape is changing very quickly. I was telling one of my coaches that there will be case studies in the next five years of companies that did not respond to the challenges in the workplace that we are seeing now, today. I firmly believe this because the anecdotal data is showing this. It's showing this is the case. 2021 was the year of the great resignation, and I expect that to continue. People say, I can't wait for things to go back to normal. And I'm here to tell you, this is normal. The pandemic didn't change anything. It accelerated the trend of the great resignation. It was a trending but but unacknowledged phenomenon. Check out this month's newsletter because I talk about it there. It's over on LinkedIn on the Fortune 100 Coaches newsletter. All the data is in that newsletter. People changing jobs, bailing out on companies that don't care for their well-being. It was happening. The pandemic accelerated the trend of what was already happening. And if you're a company, that trend isn't halting. In 2021, people left their jobs with full consent and willingness, nay, even excitement, to find their future filled with hope. Companies that were, quote unquote, transforming, still are, right, were really reacting to being displaced. The Fortune 500 and Fortune 100 companies that I've already talked about, are, are they're turning over like pancakes, like never before we will be seeing new Fortune 500 and Fortune 100 companies because the companies that react to treating their workforce holistically are going to be the winners, both employees and employers. That's talent, folks, pure talent. And the talent gets treated like a commodity. That's so outdated thinking, and that's why we're seeing a turnover. Of companies. Folks, transformation happens when there's a willingness and there's this, this willingness, ex, almost like an exploration. So companies are, are labeling their reorgs as quote unquote transformation, but there's no willingness there. They're, they're forced reorgs that are happening and, and transformation makes it sound really nice, right? <laughs> they're they're forced reorgs and and they're happening and the company's hailing it as a transformation. And when I go to the hairstylist, she transforms me, right? I willingly trust her to partner with me to help me undergo a transformation. I'm a willing accomplice. People in organizations are not willing accomplices. Change is happening to them. And they're not even being consulted. And here's the thing, your work, if you're a company, your work does not get done without your people. 
So are you really the executive leader? The days of of masculine leadership where you could bark orders and tell people to just get it done, they're gone. There are scores of Fortune 100 and 500 companies that are no more because they have alienated their workforce or not kept up with innovation. Hello, Kodak, inventor of the digital camera, did you know? Kodak invented the digital camera, but when a woman walked up to a male-dominated leadership true story with an idea that photos could be digital and could be shared via phones, and back in the day, this was a cataclysmic disruption, she was laughed at and sent away, and she found other employment. Case studies, case studies, folks waiting to be written. The labor talent has recognized that they don't have to put up with this. They can easily go work for themselves, find an employer who's going to care for the whole person and their ideas. We are entering the age, and this goes back to where I started from, women leadership. And I don't say that lightheartedly. I don't say that as a lighthearted quip. Throughout the pandemic, women have stepped up to care for their employees, to their detriment, I might add. Data backs me up here. Not only are women not rising into leadership, they're not rising into leadership roles like their male peers. That's okay, ladies, don't get frustrated. Those companies won't exist for much longer if they don't have the diversity of thought in the upper levels of leadership. They need you, and that... That is why, don't get frustrated, we'll just get even. They are desperate for you and they know it. The thing is, they have no idea how to get you there. These male-dominated work cultures are transitioning out. Society and the labor talent is ushering it out the door. I can't tell you how many people I talk to that can't wait, can't wait to get out of corporate life. They can't or don't want to take it anymore. And with this volatile way of working, they don't have to take it anymore. They tell me their leaders talk like they're, they're caring individual, individuals, but their, their actions deny that. This is where women succeed, and that's what gives me hope. Recall I said women are, are caring for their employees. The, the, they are, because that's what we do. The McKinsey Report confirms this with hard data. We are genuine with our empathy, and we want to hear what personal struggles our employees have, and we want to help because we understand a whole person is complete, right? I don't know. Maybe it's an oxymoron, right? But but if a person's whole, by the way, they're also more productive, more likely to stay in the organization, and more likely to sacrifice on behalf of the organization, I read a case study, this was just recently, I read a case study of a male-dominated workplace culture where there were a lot of orders being barked around and about, right? I don't care how late you work, get it done. Seriously, like, this was in the case study. (laughs) Bye-bye. Like, did you see last month's Better.com CEO's gaffe? I don't know if you guys saw it. Look it up. As it was reported, he fired over 900 people via Zoom. Now, the fact that he fired folks over Zoom, not an issue. Really, that's not at question here. When you have a workforce that's 
spread, working hybrid, the mode of communication is not at fault here. Many people have been hired on during the pandemic and never saw an office. I had a colleague that off-boarded, on-boarded at a new company, all remote equipment was shipped to him. It's a new way of working, folks. But back to better, um, better CEO, who has now stepped away. So he said, his, his quote, like these are not my words, so don't get angry with me. He said, you are too damn slow. You are a bunch of dumb dolphins. You are embarrassing me. That's what he told his talent. Now, two things about leadership that cannot be delegated. Your P&L, that's your profit and loss, and the culture. The CEO sets the culture. He mismanaged his P&L and he set a lousy culture. He fired 9% of the workforce in a mass layoff announcing, saying that your employment here is terminated, effective immediately. Um, hang on, <laughs> because federal law requires at least 60 days notice of layoffs when you're going to do some mass layoffs like this. So, um, whoopsie. As I understand it, he mismanaged his P&L at his last place of employment. So he got the opportunity to learn again how not to mismanage your P&L. Seems like something's wrong here. Honestly, I wish I could say this is unusual, but I can only say that if, if I'm lying. Like, I can only say that if the words coming out of my mouth are untrue. I am hearing more and more of these types of executives in the highest levels of leadership at companies. They fail in one role, so they're promoted to the next to the next one so that they can learn again and this isn't exceptional folks this is the norm it's happening it has happened and it needs to stop fortunately we don't even have to tell it to stop companies are writhing in financial pain people are leaving it costs 33% of an employee's salary in order to replace them, they're writhing in financial pain. They want it to stop, but they don't know how. Here's the thing I, I don't know that anyone's noticed, not even the women. We get annoyed with this. I mean, guys do too, right? We, we get annoyed with this and, and we get exhausted seeing this happen yet again, not rising into leadership yet again, but here's the icing on the cake. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe you want popcorn because you celebrated too much. So take your pick, popcorn icing. We're in a woman's playground. Women nurture. I, it's part of our biology. We're the only gender that has a capacity to care for life within our bodies. It's our own bodies that help us birth a child. We bring in new life into the world, into organizations, in our workplace relationship. It's part of our DNA. The fate of the world rests in the hands of women, not men. Women bring new, nothing against men. Love you guys. Women bring new life into the world and wherever we go. It's what we do. 
The companies that will stand apart will be the ones that partner with their workforce. I'll tell you this too, while we're on the topic, as I've been doing extensive amount of study and research in my late and evening hours. Now, why am I doing this? And and what does the data say? I'll get to the data in a minute. So why I'm working late into the night to capture the data, you might ask. Well, I'm telling a story. In fact, I'm, I'm writing a book, a coaching program, and I'm coaching women to step into their power, poise, and presence to show up with confidence, whether you feel it or not. I'm showing women how to do it. It used to be women were told to lean in. And if that works for you, go for it, right? I, I don't tell my clients necessarily to, to lean in or lean out, but if that's you, my program isn't for you. I challenge my ladies to do something that's far more braver. If you want early warning of when the book is published, hop on over to Lighthearted Leadership, join the waiting list. If you want to be part of my inner circle of beta readers, hop on over and apply to be a beta reader. That's www.lightheartedleadership.com. And if you're a guy, you're going to want to read this. Eye-opening. Until the book is published, I'm coaching women one-on-one to step into their power, poise, and presence. And confidence, by the way. If you're interested in one-on-one coaching or in group coaching, join my waiting list. I do have some availability coming up soon, and I'll be scheduling onboarding calls with those on the wait list. You can hop over to um, OptimumVobis.com. That's O-P-T-I-M-U-M-B-O-B-I-S.com. So I'll, I'll drop the link in the show notes, too. I'm training coaches in the Fortune 100 Coach Partner Network to my Power, Poise, and Presence methodology. So you'll have your pick of coaches. If you want to work with me, that's an option. Put yourself on the wait list. That's the best way to get into the program. But back to the data. Okay, so what does the data say? Women are leading the charge in partnering with their employees. Now, who's surprised by that? I know I wasn't. The McKinsey data says women are there for their employees. They're standing by them, helping them, nurturing growth, getting their employees to their next level. And their employees are happier. They stay longer. They're more productive and they're more effective in their jobs. Hmm. Like ponder that for a moment. It's in stark contrast to, I don't care how late you stay, get it done. So Aside from the McKinsey data, I'm seeing these growing trends with my clients, the burnout. This level of giving is not sustainable. It's, it's also reflected in the McKinsey data, by the way. But the, the level of giving that women are, are giving, it's not sustainable. In part because no one's nurturing her growth. No one is advocating for what she is doing. And she's not rising into leadership As a matter of fact, she's facing obstacles every step of the way. This manifests or can manifest as exhaustion and tiredness. She's creating a culture of growth, care, and caring for her employees, her team, and it's leading to effective organizations. But she's tired because she's not given the support she needs. And worse, she's not recognized. She's not getting promoted. And who is promoted? The guy who failed in his role, mismanaged his P&L, so he gets to do it again. I'm seeing it over and over again. 
Better.com isn't a blip on the radar. It's the norm. Companies cannot survive like that. And ladies, they are not. Legacy Fortune 100, 500, whatever, they're being edged out by 33%, 50% turnover. Not in, in attrition in their employees. Well, maybe that's the case too. But like I said at the beginning, they're no longer on the Fortune 100 and 500 list. Innovative companies will win out in the end. And those innovative companies will have women in positions of strategic leadership, not just leadership, strategic leadership. Familiarity breeds contempt. Just because he's your friend or he's a familiar face doesn't make him the right choice for the job. For all you better.coms out there, promote a woman, any woman, the IT phone technician would have been a better choice. People can be taught how to run a PL overnight. It's not as difficult as some people make it out to be. But you know what they can't do? They can't learn how to build culture overnight because that's lifelong habits. She is managing a household. She is making the purchasing decisions. I guarantee you she's already managing a PL and she's probably doing a damn sight better than any failed leader you have in there now. The time for change is now. The time for women to rise into leadership is now. The world needs you. And if your company isn't moving you into leadership, look around. There are scores of growing companies in need of savvy leaders and they are hiring crappy ones as better.com can attest to. If I've given you the motivation, then recognize this. Motivation is only one component. Motivation comes and goes, and it usually goes right when you need it most. So you're going to need lifelong skills beyond motivation that gives you the ability to rise when motivation is hiding, and it likes to hide at the most inopportune times. So these skills can come through executive coaching. Executive coaching is an investment, but a one-time investment in yourself, and it's going to pay you dividends for the rest of your life. What would it be worth to you if you could show up confident when you needed to, even when you don't feel it? What would it be worth to you if you didn't lose your confidence when a doubt crept in? What would it be worth to you, if you could make your confidence and poise switch on like the flick of a switch, you can learn how to do this for life. And you don't even have to do it with me, but do look into executive coaching. Do yourself a favor, hire a coach. If you're looking for a reputable one, I can help you find one, even if it's not me. What matters to me is that you get the help you need to succeed because the world is depending on you. Don't let her down. And that, my friends, is a wrap on our show today. What did you learn? Did you pick up I have some passion around this topic? <laughs> I love helping my clients find their power, poison presence. I love helping my, my clients find their lifelong support system. That alone is worth the coaching investment.
you will transform the world. I know it. So if you're looking for a coach, check out Fortune 100 Coaches, high-performing coaches for high-performing individuals and organizations. It's a woman-led organization, so that should tell you something about them. They are high-performing. They nurture growth in their members like they do for their clients. They nurture growth and play and exploration. They are a fun group, open to mistakes, innovation, because the two go hand in hand, I promise you. Maybe a topic actually for a future episode. And they have one of the most amazing cultures I've ever seen in an organization. All right, I want to thank you for joining us today. If you like the show, then consider helping out my passion project over at lightheartedleadership.com and let others know about us or share this show if you found it helpful. Look me up, connect with me over on LinkedIn, join the newsletter, follow Fortune 100 Coaches, fastest growing coaching company around. They have a monthly newsletter full of curated articles, book updates, data, program offerings, insights for your own life so you can raise your own level of how you show up. Sharpen your saw, expand your social Rolodex, metaphorically speaking, and renew yourself in a generative way. All right, thank you, my friends, for joining today's show. One programming note for you, because uh, of all of my new duties and growth, this show is going to take up a monthly publication schedule. So if you want more of me in your life, you'll have to seek me out in coaching. I hope you were inspired today. I honestly didn't find these new news items that I presented today depressing. I know some people do. I found them filled with hope, and I hope you did too. Join me next time for another peek into lighthearted insights for your life. You have been listening to Fortune 100 Coaches Presents Lighthearted Leadership with Lizette. Life is a winding road No telling where it goes Driving through days and nights Won't stop for traffic lights Searching for my highs You can say I lost my mind I will keep on holding my head high Even if the sky is falling down Sometimes we're crashing down